Welcome back. Three past 11. Tim Gossage with you. Thanks to the news. Thanks to Kia. Kia News today at the Jones Boys Bunbury Kia. Great people. Amazing cars. And our news break, always good. Someone washed my cup the other day too. Special K, I noticed. The McCafe cup was washed. McCafe coffee. Try McCafe's new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie. Going through AFL records and I was looking at Brent Harvey, 432 games. Michael Tuck, 427. I was going down the list to number seven. Simon Madden, 378 games. And then there's a gap of three games to 375, Craig Bradley. But you can slot in someone who's about to do his 377th game on the weekend. It happens to be his last. It will be in a derby on Sunday, 377 AFL games Dean Margetts is kind enough to join us. Welcome. Thank you, Tim. And it's great. People can't obviously see you, but to see um, <laughs> your green shirt on in front of me, when I walked in the door, it, it brought a massive smile to my face. So thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, the shirt, uh, the Indigenous umpire shirt that you gave to me with some wonderful words on it for uh, me being a well a mate and a supporter of umpiring in general. But uh, more so now, I know that you are right here, right now, probably um, feeling a little bit, Melancholy. A couple of weeks ago, you were told that um, this year would be your last. Yes, it was. Um, it, when did it happen? Tell you, can you. Would you like to share? And I understand it's, a, it's an emotional time, and this yeah. is the first time you've spoken publicly mm. about it. Has come out through the the media today. You announced your retirement last night. Um, time and dates, please, because I, I, I can I just hold your hands through this. Been there, done that. Yeah. And you and you're never ready for it. Yeah. Also, I, I've always said I think most people I speak to. That, I've always had aspirations to try and be that first 50-year-old AFL umpire. I think I've got the body and the um, the capabilities to do so. And you know, I had a contact from our list manager a couple of weeks ago and sort of they gave me um, the heads up that they weren't looking to contract me for next year. And they gave me some time to think and reflect on where I was at as a person and as an umpire. And over that two weeks, um, I guess with the uncertainty of COVID um, and a lot of things, I had to sort of work out, well, what, what do I want to do now? And I've had a great run at it, 20 years. I mean, not many people can say they've done that at the AFL, and I've been so overwhelmed by um, the messages I've got from Fire Mob. We'll get to those a bit later, I'm sure. Um, so I thought when they sort of put to me, look, you know, is this a good time for you? And I, I spoke to family and friends, and the Western Derby, um, in front of 50,000 people at a, at a packed Optus when... Um, and to the AFL to umpiring department, they offered me to umpire the last game in Melbourne, but I could see no benefit there. There's no point in me going to Melbourne to umpire at Marvel Stadium in front of nobody, no family, no friends, um, no social media haters from Perth. So I thought, uh, what better way to go out? Now, I've built some extremely um, strong professional relationships. I want to make that clear. Professional relationships with um, the Fremantle Footy Club and the West Coast Footy Club from administrators to coaches to players to boot studders to uh, property stewards to, you know, people I could walk past on the street and they would say, g'day, Dana, and I could say, g'day, you know, whoever. And and that's what um, fills me with a lot of joy and a lot of fulfilment. And um, I hope that on s- Sunday, and as much as it's, it's my final game, it's also Stephen Hill's final game. I think it's Dave Mundy's 350th. And, um, you know, Shannon Hearn, 300th, you know, these players, I've umpired their whole careers. I see them come in as fresh-faced 18-year-olds, and I've had that whole journey with them. So I hope um, – I'm not asking for a ticker tape farewell, but I certainly want to get out to as many players as I can and just shake their hand and look them in the eye and say, look, thanks for allowing me to be part of your career and your journey. Would it be normal – and I say this with tongue firmly planted in the cheek – that when you leave the ground and there's no – 
you might get a bit of an umpire lineup from the few umpires that might be there or whatever it may be. You won't get the, the, the big sausage because that will be Stephen Hill's moment and or whatever it may be. David Mundy equaling Pav's record or, as we mentioned, well, Shannon is not going to play, but, you know, you did the other day. Um, you might get booed off. It might be the fitting way to go, Dean. Do you reckon they'll boo me off, really? I reckon they're going to – I think they, like, they may boo me off, but I think next year they're going to go – Where's Mark Etz gone? We miss him. So all We've got my... no energy. We've got all this pent-up energy. We think we can't. Uh, Dean, I'm going to ask you this question. When you umpired on the weekend, yep. and um, so with a couple of weeks knowing that this was going to be your last, did you umpire differently? Did you see or hear things differently? Do you, did you mind, has your mind been cleared of, of, of I don't know, of, of stuff? Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely a completely different preparation for me. Um, driving to the ground, it was like, this is going to be weird, uh, and, and it was. Uh, but w- walking out there, when you sort of get to the onto the field and you get the ball in your hands and you're about to start the game, you just get into game mode. I've done it 377 times. I know when the chime goes. I know when the rucks start going. I know what I just know. It just you just do it. I don't even think about it. But there were moments on the weekend where I, I was close to the fence at times around boundary throw-ins, and I could just. It was like the crowd noise went quiet and I could hear every sort of comment, you know, you know, Margets, take off your West Coast socks and, you know, your mum's done this and all this sort of stuff. And I, I could tell it was a 10-year-old boy's voice. I could tell it was a 45-year-old woman's voice. I could tell it was a 60-year-old bloke's voice in the corner. It was just – I've never felt that before. Now, I'm not sure if that was my mind subconsciously checking out of football or the environment, but certainly it was a different feeling for me. And I thought, wow, that's – I haven't had that before. You've never heard the abuse before. I've heard it, but it, it wasn't. It was. It's a. It's a part of a bigger picture. It's a part of background noise, and you hear things. And but on the weekend in the Freo Brisbane game, it was like everything just got really quiet, and and I could just hear things. And yeah, so it was. Um, as much as I appreciate their feedback, <laughs> it's always a three sixty feedback from there. I can't give any back. And there were times I I considered sort of turning around, going. Did you know it's my second last game? Would it have changed their mind? Probably not. But um, like I've enjoyed the banter with um, people over the fence. I get it. I mean, some people probably look forward to coming and seeing me and having a crack at me because that's their. Well, they do. They, you know, they do. Now you don't take in social media like I do, no. and I'm I don't tweet anymore, but I do read it. They've been pretty brutal again today, and they don't get it. They don't get it, and I've messy, and I've made a comment earlier. They don't get it, and when I, but there's also some beautiful messages. Don't get me wrong. Is this about time? Good riddance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that'll make Fremantle certainties now in the Derby. Hey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because you're an Eagles man, and your ex-wife worked there, and you know, <laughs> and you're on the payroll. Um, I'm going to need to find another job too. So that payroll thing, if anyone's out there needs a former AFL umpire to do something, I'm good at mowing lawns. I, I rake gardens. There's all sorts What about of... the barista down in the Fremantle Cappuccino Street? They'd love you down but there. But I don't like coffee, so I wouldn't be good. Yeah, but could... you can still make a good I coffee. I can make a coffee. I'm a, I love milkshakes. I could do some frothy milkshakes. <laughs> all right. I'm going to ask you some serious stuff right. right now. Does the abuse... Did the abuse? You got one game to go. Mm. It got to be mindful. You still got no game to go. Absolutely, so you're, you're, and, it's you're, a, and it's a significant game. It's a huge game. It's a game. massive game. It's a massive game. And you can be honest with me, and you're probably going to be more honest when we go and have a coffee and a beer. Mm. Oh no, a beer because you don't do coffee. I'll have a, a coat, no sugar. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same as you. That's where I get this body from. <laughs> did it get to you? Do you even if you heard it second or third hand? Uh, uh, no, it didn't. Um, 
the, the, the ground the ground stuff I think that's part of the the banter yep. it's it's probably the it's social the theater, it's right. the it's the theater and I, and I ball and maggots is a maggots you got caught a green maggot when you left this studio a month ago yeah I did or three blokes in a car yeah in the car park yeah so is that a badge of honor is that because you're recognized um yeah a bit of bat bit which of is bat. probably a, a good thing but I guess it's it's probably more the stuff you get on your phone that yep. people during games go out of their way to find your name to leave a message and I think Jeez, I, the fact you're thinking that, is that where phones and social media's got mm-hmm. to in our world where hang over the fence and give us the best you got? That's fine. i got no problem. But to get to do it, find your phones and I find that odd. Um, at times it does wear you down a bit. And I found at times I've responded to a few um, where I just said, you know, do you understand that if you know, I'm just a normal human being, you, it's people like you who sometimes can cause, you know, the, the battles that some people face in the community with uh, mental health challenges. Now I've got a pretty tough skin, um, but certainly, yeah, it does wear you down at times. How are you coping right now? So we're in the last week. It's Wednesday. Sunday's your last AFL game. How are you going to train? How are you going to focus? Mm. Your phone's been going ballistic. Yeah. I know it's been a really rugged morning. You've probably had other, got other media requirements to go. Yeah. Um, and we've got a uh, – we've just been gener- uh, reminded just quickly that uh, our SEN McCafe is being installed here in the – SN Studio, and we are looking for a barista. Wow, I'm going to leave my um, I'm going to leave my CV. I can see a, uh, a gentleman out there smiling at me, saying we could get markets in a green shirt to flip a few, few, few cafes. And a few <laughs> yeah, coffees. No. yeah, um, yeah. So how is your, how's your prep? Uh, it's different, absolutely different, because I'm a little bit mentally tired, and a little bit mentally drained at the moment. It's been a fair bit of um, stuff to, to work through, and and it's not just me that has to wear it. It's, you know, my mum goes to work today and she's probably getting stuff from, it's not easy being related or our parents of an AFL umpire of particularly me, I guess, who's been a profile umpire here for a long time. So, you know, when my mum goes to work on a Monday and says, oh, your son cheated again on the weekend. That, that has impact on your, on your folks. And, that, and I, I really feel for my mum and dad at times and, and my brother and partner and, you know, stepdaughter who plays, you know, Waffle W, they probably cop stuff they don't really need to deserve. So I feel for them more. I've, I've become immune to it. It's all I know. It's it's all I know. And what does it cost you? What does umpiring cost you? Because it's not a normal existence, Dean. In a sport that completely dominates the landscape, and in particular in a two-team town, where some teams love you, some hate you. Yeah. And look, don't get me wrong, the Eagles fans and Dockers fans like you one day and not the next. And I get all that. And you're not the only other um, umpire out there. It's mm. just you're an easy target. Yeah. What does it cost you? What does it cost me? Oh, that's probably not the right word. I, I think it's brought me a lot. It's brought me a lot of perspective. It's brought me some enormous joys and some enormous. I've met some wonderful people, Tim. And you know, I look. I, I think of the relationship we've formed over twenty years, just through our you know footy connection and and the relationship I had with Brett Rosebury and and coaches and players. I had some emails from you know I had an email from Jeff Farmer this morning on Is social that right? media. The whiz. You know, I unpoed him in the early two thousand. Now, when I when I read his email, I thought, crikey, you know, the Indigenous playing. Um, fraternity has had an awfully tough couple of weeks and we know why. And for him to reach out to me and, you know, that got me a little bit emotional, to be honest. Um, and to have players on the Eastern Seaboard, obviously read the AFL website and then send me some messages through Instagram. Like, that's really, it was like, wow, you know, I've had a little bit of impact uh, in my journey. So that's, um, it, yeah, it got me a little bit teary, to be honest. <laughs> Would you share a general theme from the Wiz of the message? Uh, yeah, you just said, uh, Dano, I just read your notification on AFL, uh, on the AFL site, um, Awesome career. Thanks for a couple of cheeky frees you gave me in the 2000 and whatever game it was. And um, all the best. See you on the golf course. Nice. So, so it's just nice. Yeah, he's a good nice. fella. And, and, and all the players are great. You know, they've always been great. All right. Well, the, I received this from someone and it said, let's not underestimate the amazing human being and commitment to umpiring at the highest level is not lost on this man. 
how much he's contributed to the AFL, umpiring both locally and nationally. Amazing journey, amazing life experiences shared with many umpires, including himself. Umpired in Dubai, travelled to New York, AFL development junket with the NBA, NFL, etc. <laughs> Followed up two years later with a training camp, Barcelona and other junkets to London and France, Normandy leadership trips. I'll tell you what, no wonder you're an AFL umpire. This is the greatest <laughs> lurk out. Great lifelong experiences with some of his best mates. It must be remembered, and you and I got a connection here, you almost died mid-air and got a plane diverted to Adelaide post-game. Another highlight simply for a sore stomach. Hope this helps with the insight. He loves umpiring to death. It's going to be a huge hole in his life, but there are opportunities around the corner. He will. He has the support of many, and hopefully West Coast and Frio fans and all WA footy fans give this man one last boo or clap or one round of abuse as he leaves the venue. Wow. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to share who's got that? Or do we know? Pretty obvious. Yeah, pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, and those memories are great. I mean, to think that an umpire of footy can be taken around the world to share. I mean, I remember doing that that Dubai game. It was the first NAB Cup game out of Australia. It was Collingwood, Adelaide. Stevic, Michael Bozzo, Sean Ryan, Damo Getz. We went to the Dubai races. We went to these. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, uh, sand dune forward driving with Jeff Geish and he nearly broke his. Well, some of us we were doing shishka pipes in what the about, middle of what the about, um, oh, What about Budapest with Jeff Delgleish and being scammed in Budapest? Would you like to share that? Now, Jeff Delgleish is umpiring still. Yep. Jeff Douglas. Stand! Yeah, loves his stand. Stand! Yeah, stand. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, so Jeff, I think he still got his first $10 from his first pocket money when he was 10. So he, he looks like... He doesn't... He looks tight. He, he, tight, not sure. I won't say tight, but he's very protective. <laughs> he's very savvy. Whereas I'm not as savvy, I nah, can assure you. Spend it. Um, so we're up on this mountaintop, right? And there's these gypsies with um, these three cups. I've been there. And they've got this little ball of alfoil. Yeah. yeah. And we're watching this going, this is the best This is out. the easiest money to make of all <laughs> We've time. We've been there, now we've got of a story. All time. This is so, I, I, so I put down my 50 euro, whatever I said, it's in that one. Yeah. Moves it around, and then before you know it, it's gone. And I said, what's happened there? And then Jeff Dalgleish, I opened my wallet, and there was 100 euro. So that's like, what? That's close to 180. Mm. He goes, Dino, give me that 100. I cannot lose. And I've, <laughs> I've never seen Jeff Dalgleish this animated, so I'm thinking, He's a very measured person, very articulate, very Use your smart. money, though. Yeah, yeah, it was easy with my money, yeah. And he goes, I've got it sorted, all right? da 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 Gone. So we're down like 300 euros. So we just couldn't believe it. And then we sort of sat back and we sort of watched what was happening. Then when we left, we went around the corner and there's this black Merc. And the gypsies get this black Merc and drive off. And, Let's lurk out. Mate, when we share that story, it's a story that has resonated for a long time. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet your Budapest story with a Barcelona story. Brother lives in Barcelona. Yes. And still does. And I went across for his wedding. And Jacko, Bluey, Wusha had all been to Spain. And they had also, they got locked up. Wow. For a very similar circumstance when they got ripped off on a street <laughs> corner with the cardboard boxes, the three cups. Yes. And the, felt, uh, the little polystyrene red ball that they get. And what they do is they move it around and they let you win the first couple. Correct. Because then you go, oh, and they go, and then the lady will come up and go, oh, double up, double up. This is good. Do, have, have another, have, have more. And you say, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She knows what. And you say, this is the easiest gig out. So your stake increases. Yep. And then all of a sudden you go, well, that's where it is. And you watch the ball and you know it's there. Now it's there. But what happens is they don't, they lift up one cup, but behind the cup is the poly ball and it's behind their thumb pushed up against the cup and they pull it back. And there's the ball. So Dusty's never been under the cup. And what happened was Jacko got really upset with them. I may speak out of school and he, he took them to task. 
Anyway, police came. Oh, woo, really? woo, and oh, they were, the boys were locked right? up and carried on. I went over like two. Similar thing. I think I did 300 euro in the first hour of being in Barcelona from the Cups. Been there, done that. So when we went out to the hotel, we Googled biggest scams in Budapest. <laughs> we're number one. And we went through the stories and it was our story. It 100%. Was word for word. So, 100%. And again, gonna, great experience. Great experience. Yeah, we're we're going to get a breakaway. Any messages for Dean? 0487 736 736. If you've got a message and want to text Dean a message, we'll read it out. And also a question. Or 131255 with, of course, our guest Dean Margetts. Thanks to McCafe's new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie. It's 19 past 11. <laughs> Dean Mar gets in the studio twenty four past eleven. If you've got a, a message for Dean zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six or thirteen twelve fifty five. Uh, lots on social media, and I'll just I'll just scan through it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have paid a fifty meter penalty in the Jack Darling Harrison Petty stand over the ball, not give the ball back? Moment, did you? If you, if you recall, it was on the yeah, wing. I do. Yeah, yeah. Two there, minutes there to was go. an argument for both things there. Did, All got trapped in his trapped, knees. Then he sort of was a bit clunky. And the umpire went over and just sort of managed it. I think there's an argument either way. I know and then he blew like, the whistle and then had a go at Elliot Yo. Said you're only wasting time. That probably drew a bit of the eye from the fans. I, it, it's a tough one, but yeah. I'm sitting on the fence there a bit. Okay, fair enough too. Alrighty. Uh, the other one is, what will you miss most about game day? The feeling of walking into the rooms and not knowing what you're going to expect. Because I've done all the preparation. I've studied the form of the players. I know what's going to happen. I know what the weather's going to roughly be. But you never quite know what's going to happen until you get out there. Now, did I know that Jared Berry was going to go straight to Brayshaw at the first bounce and, you know, tag him pretty hardly? Probably not. So you've got to adjust on the fly. So I love that combative nature of footy and that my role is to try and make sure it's played on an even keel and the laws are applied and then the spirit of the game is applied, and that, I'm going to miss that. I, that. I'm going to miss that feeling in my fingers when I go to the game. But even though I've done it for 20 years, um, nerves, adrenaline, that, that, that moment, waking up with that feel of that, it's game day. I'm going to miss that. Absolutely, I will. 12 finals, no grand finals, two preliminary finals. Regrets? Uh, yeah, and yes, you could say there's a regret there. Not, I got close. I think a couple of years I got close. Um, if you're going to assess your career on GFs, you could probably say I've, I've probably come up short and failed a bit. But if you assess it on longevity, durability, and hopefully being a trusted servant, then I think I've done okay. Over Someone has messaged 1.2 million kilometres of, yeah. of MR. Yeah. David Flegg, who's our statistician, knows he knows what I had for tea in round nine, 2012. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but I think he gave me the stats yesterday where I've done 223 away games, and of that, he's worked out whatever state I've gone to, it's about 1.2 million kilometres. Does that include your, uh, include your overseas joints as well? No, not those joints. Wow. So it's a lot of Ks, and that's why you've got to admire. Business class when you fly? Not always. Not always. Sometimes I do a cheeky upgrade. Or because I'm normally travelling on my own, sometimes they go, he's the platinum guy, he's on his own, he's an easy kill, go to 1A. Doesn't happen often, but I've always enjoyed the... Well, Kometi's not travelling 1A anymore, Is but it? he used to always have 1A. Yeah, he would, yeah. No, I'd see him quite a bit. Um, Basil had 1B, so I used to walk past him quite a bit. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I'm going to miss probably the points and probably all the little, the little you know, um, hotel stays. with. Uh, even when you stay with other umpires, you know, when you have tea together in the room and you're talking about the game or post-game, they're the moments, the camaraderie I'm going to really genuinely miss because yeah. every umpire I've umpired with, they're all good people. I mean, I know people don't see that on the field, but when you get to know them, um, we're all good, pretty generally good blokes. And I hope in time when I get around and hopefully do a few sportsman's nights mm. and get out and speak mm. to the supporters and... With security, I think. I, I think you need security, <laughs> Dane. I think most people... Go, you and I together... We'd be right, I reckon? Uh, well, you've got the brawn, I've got the looks, maybe. I don't know how that works. <laughs> oh, I'll get on you, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, did you ever keep... Have you kept anything? 
whistle from your first game, ball from a game, jumper from such and such. Have you kept? Have you got a pool room? Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. Um, obviously, I've moved home, so it's in the garage at the moment. But I, I, I framed up a lot of stuff for my 50th AFL game. It was, I, I think it was Essendon versus West Coast. I had a little picture of um, the book and I think my airline ticket and a picture of um, all, all these things. I think, I thought, oh, 50 games? How, how good is this? I'll never do 100. Or, I've got to frame this. And now I've obviously you know, achieved 377, so it's um, a big journey. Absolute ultimate. What's been the ultimate for you in your journey? What's been the best day of umpiring? The best day. Uh, I'll never forget my first game. That was always special. Round five, 2002, West Coast Brisbane. Cousins, Kerr, Judd, Gardner, Voss, Black, Ackermanis. And I look at that circle and go, wow, there's four Brownlow medalists. Around. That was a special moment. I bounced the ball. It's the straightest, best bounce I've ever done. I've never created it ever since. Um, I look back on when I did the 2000 national championship with guys like Chris Donlan and Matt Nichols, you know, so we've done a thousand games of AFL coming through that little journey. Um, having umpired with Brady and known Brett for 25 years, um, being an AFL life member. I know you asked me for one moment and I could go on forever. I mean, That's good. More. Me- meeting coaches and, and uh, having them come across uh, like Clark the other week, come and say, how are you going Dino? What's happening? Just having general conversations. Do players know your name? Yep. Yep. Do they know every umpire's name? I don't think so. Yeah. Why do they know yours? Oh, I've always known all the players. That was one thing why I got on. I just had, I'm just a footy head. I just know everybody straight away. And I think, I mean, Brett said something last night on our um, hookup where he said that, you know, a lot of players when he meets them always sort of, I don't think he was making it up and said that, you know, you know, we rate Demar gets pretty highly because he's just got away with us and he speaks to us respectfully and he, and he knows who we are. So that's always been something that um, I've always prided myself on. Knowledge is power. And I think people respond better to you. If you're in the shopping center, Goss, and they go, oh, mate. A thousand people turn around. If they go, hey, Tim, you turn around. So I think people respond to the name. Mm. And that's why I've always had that in my mind. As an umpire, people respect that. And when, umpire, and when I played and umpires knew that skinny little wingman from Maddington, they say, hey, Dean, back two metres. I always respond. I thought, wow, if I ever, in life, I think name's really critical. Take you back to the shopping centre. I'll take you down to Garden City when my daughters were about five and three. And we'd walk past and my youngest would go, Dad, why did that man call you a dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I get that too when I go, some people are tearing out, that's that umpire bloke, that's that Margaret. Yeah, I know. And, I and said, you know they're looking at you. You know they are. And I said, yeah, it is. Did you, did you want to say anything? No, no, it's all good. <laughs> Pull a whistle out. Woo. But as soon as they go away, they get on their phone and go, that's that bloody, you know what. So it, it is funny how it works. It is uh, funny how it works. Mate, I could talk to you for ages. Mm. It has been a, a great a great journey. Um, oh, hang on. Here we go. Hey, Dean, what happened after the 20? Okay, hang on. Oof. Okay. Hi, Dean. What happened after the 2018 West Coast Essendon game? It seems the AFL made a concerted effort not to fix you at Eagles games from round 16 to round 8, 2019. You didn't umpire another Eagles game. For what is it worth, West Coast over the past five years, West Coast have only had a 50% win-loss record. Do you know about win-loss records? And no, do you... no, no. Because there's a stat, I think, on champion data that says things like, he paid this many free kicks yeah. for this team. I don't see the benefit of that stat. I don't understand what I mean. What I will say is, with those free kick counts, a lot of the a lot of the clubs higher on the ladder generally are better with the free kick count because they tackle more professionally. They got better skilled players, so that I don't think that gets factored in. Richmond I, don't get a good run. No, I, I said most. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I want two more minutes of your time. Are you going to be lost to the game? What's your role now? What's going to be, what's going to happen after Sunday? Uh, I need to take a step back and it's a complete reset for me because it's all I've known for my, literally for 20 years. And, I, you know, being an AFL umpire, you need to be selfish and I've, I, and, and people in my life have suffered through that. I, I've got no, and I, I 
get a little bit emotional when I say because I've know I've made some I've made some bad decisions that have affected people because of the things I've chosen to do with football and you become selfish and you become a bit driven and and that's not always right. So I need to um, take a step back from that now and just reset. Okay, let's take a deep breath. You know, my two sons live in Bustleton with their mother. I'd like to go down and watch them play a bit more and maybe umpire some of his games and uh, invest a bit more time into my stepdaughter's um, you know, career and help her. And, and I'm really committed to um, fostering the, the waffle umpire environment. I'm so proud of the environment we have there. I, I addressed our waffle umpires last night and got emotional because I'm so, I just love that group. And if I can get one or two young males or females to have half the career I've had. And if I can help mold that, that's what my motivation is. Um, to work in the AFL immediately, probably not. Um, is there a coaching job of football? I've often said to my boss, David Crude at work, I said, I want to coach a team. I want to sit in the box and, and see if I would carry on like coaches carry on to me. That, that, so I need to experience, I, mean, I love football, I've coached juniors, I've umpired. Um, um, I'd like to dabble in a bit of media. I'd like to, um, maybe it could be a special comment. Mm. So when Hayes is going crazy, Hayes, it's actually the right decision. And this is the reasons why. So hopefully um, there's some opportunities that can open up for me. Um, hopefully I've earned a um, bit of respect in the wider community that would allow for that to happen. But I certainly want to take the opportunity to thank you, Tim, for what you've given me as, as a friend and a, as a mentor, as a person, and also as your commentary. And, and thanks for, for SEM for allowing me the forum those last couple of seasons to, to sit here. You're a good man, uh, first and foremost. That's, that's the best part. That's what you'd have to take away from this whole experience. You're a good man. Yep. And let me tell you, it's a pretty ruthless industry. We know media, footy combined, it can be pretty ruthless. Good people survive and you'll survive. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate Dean Mar gets is an absolute legend. And thank you for everyone who got in touch with us. And we're not, not going to be the last we hear of Dean. If, uh, if we can do whatever we can to keep Dean involved in the SEN footy going forward, I think it'd be very, very handy. Yeah, very, very handy. Hmm, might tick over. I reckon we might be able to include him. I'm looking forward to it. Dean and Goss for breakfast. If, that's only if Gilly doesn't sign up. 27 away from 12. It's time for the news. Thanks to our friends at Jones Boys Bunbury Kia. Great people. Amazing cars.